0: Welcome to Between Heaven and Earth, an internet radio talk show where we help you connect spirit and divine guidance. Lisa Kay, your host, brings you shows that can enhance and transform your life with tips and new ideas for more happiness, abundance, and better relationships. Lisa is an expert on intuition and can show you how to strengthen your inner guidance to empower yourself. Each show is positive and uplifting to inspire your day. Her guest speakers are specialists on self-help positive thinking, spirituality, and conscious living. Be the best that you can be with Between Heaven and Earth, conscious living for your soul.
1: And angel blessings to everyone. I'm Lisa Kay, and I'm so glad you're all out there listening. And today our show is called How to Use Your Intuition Every Day. Now, I picked this topic because I was asked a very interesting question while I was a guest on a radio show, and one of the listeners, actually it was an interesting radio show, Um, it was uh, down under, it was in Australia, and I wanted to thank all you guys out there who are in Australia for following me, but anyway, the question was from one of the listeners, they wanted to know what it was like to be highly intuitive every day, all the time now, that being said, I'm going to preface this a little bit by saying that while, you know, I believe I am highly intuitive, I'm human, and sometimes I forget to use my intuition like everybody else, but I try to follow this rule. Whenever I need to make a decision, I'll use my left brain, my logic brain, but I'll also use my right brain, which is my intuitive side my intuitive brain to help me come up with a solution so I don't believe that you're supposed to just do one or the other I think you can flow through life and use both parts of your brain and both your logic and your intuition I think that's why uh, we have both sides right so I'll check in with my intuition to help me make a decision so the second thing is, because I've worked with my intuition a long time, I've built a lot of confidence in it. And I really do trust that it's going to support me uh, reliably in any situation, and and it has over and over again, and it's proven to me that it, it can and that it does. I feel like I have more confidence in the world. I feel very secure that I'll know the right thing to do, even though I don't know what that right thing is right now and sometimes as you're going through life and you're going through things that you will end up experiencing not knowing and not knowing where you're going to go in fact you may not only know the next step and that next step might be uh, where you're guided to intuitively or it might just be you know where you find yourself but you know as you go along that uh, things will turn out best for you. And actually, last week I was on jury duty and it was my first time at, on jury duty. It's funny, I've actually been, uh, I haven't gone to jury duty mostly because uh, some of the times I've been called in the past, um, I had moved, another time I had a small child at home and uh, this time I didn't have any, a reason, an excuse, So, but it probably came at the worst time for me. Probably the worst time of any time in the the past, oh, maybe uh, 10 or so years, um, because I have a big book launch, as you all know, coming up. I am going to be traveling and trying to spread the word about my new book, Intuition on Demand, and that was planned really for September, even though the book's been out for a couple months, uh, you know, uh, summertime is probably not the best time to run around and try to to get people to know what's going on, everybody's on vacation. So it was September. That was my big, big date. And of course, all the things that are going on in my life, it was just one thing after another. Uh, And as you know, earlier in the summer, my, my father had passed and I was dealing with that. And then this. So but anyway, I do have optimism in life and that things are going to be okay. So Having the experience of being on jury duty, again, this is uh, my first time in an unknown place, in an unknown process. It was a perfect opportunity to use my intuition, uh, and I always, you know, bring it along. So it kind of goes along with this question, you know, how do you, what's it like to be intuitive all the time? Well, it's, it's you got to use it, and that's probably one of the first things is, you know, remembering use your intuition Uh, again I'm human and I think generally we kind of forget so even though you might have um, learned how to use your intuition say read my book or done your own thing if it's not part of your lexicon if it's not something you're used to using you might forget and I think I find a lot of people end up using their intuition more in the case of um, big decisions and then it's like when you really need to make a decision on where to go and what to do, or there's a big life crisis, that's when you try to draw on your intuition. That's, that's okay. Uh, And, and it'll work for you. uh, Certainly if you've worked on your intuition and developed it so that you can rely on it and know how it works within you. And so that's, that's, um, that's all right. Um, But that being said, I think it's better to try to use your intuition all the time. And that's because, when you do that, you're going to be using it on little things as well as big things. And, uh, you know, when you're learning how to develop, use it on the little things and, and then you'll gain more confidence. So let's talk a little bit about where you can use your intuition. Uh, you can use it with, you know, three main things, I think. And those three are people, use it with people, use it in places, or using it um, when you're experiencing an event. And those are some places where you can, you have good opportunities. Now, even though maybe you're, the people are people that you know, still use your intuition to kind of connect with them. And maybe there's a place you've been already, um, but, and you've been there and, and you've done these things over, you know, certain events or gone to work every day. You could still use your intuition, you know, we tend to be very logical, uh, you know, when you're very logical, you're always thinking about what, you know, I should do this and then do that. But one of the things you can do is remember to use your intuition. So, so one of the things we do in life is we plan, right? I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing and today, and then you've got to go with the flow and see what happens in life and then you'll find opportunities. So let's go over these three things. I'm going to give you some examples of what happened to me. I want to talk a little bit about my experience in jury duty, which was new and interesting. <laughs> um, so, you know, here's the first one. People, you know, when you go out and about and you're talking to people and you're interacting with people, it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, the, the postman on the street or somebody, or, you're, you know, the cashier at the Starbucks or maybe somebody that you're working with or somebody or your loved one, um, to be tuning into your intuition, and I try to do this is remember that, you know, take, take a little pause, uh, listen more than talk and it'll actually make you a more interesting person. That's something that Larry King had written in it, Um, and spoke about that, uh, not only, you know, will you be interested in them if you listen to them, but you're going to be more interesting to them. So listen more. So when you're listening, be present, try to be non-judgmental. where we tend to be judgmental, um, but when you are judgmental, that's the thinking mind. And try to be non-judgmental. This is, you're just taking in what the person is saying to you, uh, maybe sensing how they're feeling or being open to how they how they feel and how they look to you. If it's a new face, then you can also do the same thing. That's where you can pick up quite a bit. It might be maybe a little easier to not judge because you don't know them, but... Uh, Again, judge, judgment is, is the thinking mind. It's not intuitive. You know, I like meeting new people, so I don't have a problem talking to probably almost anyone. Um, and But I have to learn to listen more than talk. Now, if you don't like meeting new people, you don't want to talk. I mean, new people are great in terms of intuition because, you know, you don't really know what to expect. Uh, but you may be able to, if you're with someone new, you might be able to set, pick up, say, the kind of person they are, where do they live, what do they do for a living, um, things like that, and you can use your intuition to, to practice and try to get that information, and as you're talking to them, you'll be able to validate that. I talk about how to exercise your intuition, what's the best way to do that, um, and you know, this is a good way to do that. Now, even if you don't like meeting new people, you can always observe and sense someone, So the jury duty thing was probably a good opportunity for somebody who's not interested in conversing because you do get to get information as you start to listen to the questions that they're answering uh, while they're being, I guess, vetted out is what they call it. Why dear? And you can see if what you picked up intuitively was correct. Uh, one of the ways you can pick up intuitive information about someone is you can ask your intuition. Tell me about this person. Tell me about that gentleman who's sitting there with the gray shirt and, and the and the uh, and the glasses. And see what pops up. Do you get a feeling? Do you hear a word? Do you um, you know what what? And then you can note it down in your mind or write it down, and then. As time goes on, maybe you do talk to them later and you find out whether your intuition is correct. Places, okay. Um, oh, let's go back a little bit to people. So what what good is that? Well, you know, it's always good to be open to to picking up information about people because that's going to register somewhere and it may tell you things that you need to know. I can't tell you what those are, uh, but we'll, we'll kind of go through that a little bit. Places, that's the next thing. You know, when you arrive at a place, whether it's some place you've been to before or not, um, for me, I was going into a new place. I've never been in um, the particular court building that I was going to. You can pause and be present. So what does being present mean? We hear about that all the time. That means be aware of your body, where you are at the moment. Uh, you can close your eyes for a moment, and that will put you immediately in the present in terms of you know feeling where you, are you sitting what does the chair feel like how are you feeling are you warm i'm doing that now i'm i'm feeling actually kind of warm in my room where do you feel the warmth and when you do that you'll you actually are opening up your intuition to things in the space around you so for example you might have opportunities to do this all the time. For example, if you you're going to a restaurant to meet your friend for lunch, while you're waiting for them, you can practice this. Practice being present. What do you feel do you feel the people around you? Do you does it what does the room feel like? Is it happy? Is it sad? <laughs> Is it angry? <laughs> so let me give you a a little experience that I went through when I went to this To Jury duty. Um, I I had to go into what they call the central jury courtroom. And this room, I got there, I had to be there Monday uh, at, you know, 830 in the morning, got there early, had to make sure I got a parking spot, and um, that I paid for parking properly, and you had to pay to so you were there all day. Anyway, so I walk in, find the courtroom, and it's like a theater. It's actually in a theater set up with rows of chairs, and down at the front are uh, on this kind of low, like stage, is uh, our two tables, and there's nobody in there. And you know, jury duty. I think, um, well, there are people in there, but there wasn't. There were. There weren't any court clerks or anything. There were people sitting in there and they uh, were all sort of sitting in places that at the ends of the rows (laughs) and the center of the of the seating area was empty Um, and it was kind of half dark Uh, they didn't turn the lights up yet and and then along the back were extra chairs and and they were all filled so It was as if people were sitting in places where they could get as far away from being in this room or they can make a quick exit. They obviously didn't want to be there. It's a very unknown kind of, you know, scary thing for people to go to jury duty, I'm sure. Um, And I had heard that a lot of people get very scared and intimidated over it. Uh, I was okay. I mean, I've encountered a lot of scary things in my life, but this certainly wasn't one of them. I I was calm. But, you know, in any new situation, my intuition's on. So I walk into the courtroom, and you know, I actually had to make somebody get up because all, the, all the, ends of the seats of the ends of the rows were all taken. Everybody's sitting there. And um, so I sit down. It's quiet. No one's saying a word. And the county clerks, the court clerks come in, and they turn more lights on. So now it's brighter. And everyone's attention is turned to the clerk at the podium. She's standing there, and she starts to speak. And she's a matter of, about, very matter of fact, and she sounds very official, and she tries to be light, but overall the feeling is very serious. You know, this is our duty, and yes, as she says, many of you I know don't want to be here. We're going to go through the process step by step for you to be called for potentially being on a trial, and then whoosh, all of a sudden I felt this really tight, nasty feeling in my stomach. Now, my stomach reacts to my nerves and also things outside of me pretty reliably. And I was a little surprised. Um, Why? Because I wasn't afraid. I wasn't really nervous. I was fine a minute ago. I was relaxed and just waiting. And, you know, and uh, she gets up and talks and I'm fine. And she starts to say a few words. And then all of a sudden... Out of the blue, I'm starting to feel this way. And I'm thinking, wow, this is really bad. I I actually felt like running out of the room. Um, like, you know, I might have to go out of the room, um, you know, to go to the bathroom. And, and I was like, this is not good. And then I realized, you know, so why is this happening? And, you know, I, I was okay a minute ago. I'm not that anxious. And then I realized it wasn't me. It was everybody else. And I realized it because I remembered that my intuition is always on and my feelings, especially my stomach, reacts to other people's anxiety. So I did some relaxation and, and, you know, some energy techniques and it subsided a bit because I couldn't really leave. And eventually, as everyone started to listen to the clerks and they realized they knew it was going to happen step by step, you know, the room calmed down. And, uh, and you could kind of tell people were kind of relaxing a little bit, but um, so, so that was good for me. And so, so when you're in a new place, you know, you might start to feel things, you might start to, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be anxiety. It could also be a feeling of elation or feeling positive, Um, maybe, you know, a, a good anticipation that's, that we're picking up things from other people sensing things, um, I, you know, I believe it, it's strongly that it's intuition. And how that comes to you and where it comes from, we don't know, but it's pretty consistent, and so I know. Uh, you know, and you can use that. You can use that to, to know, well, what are the people like in the room? Or if you're sitting down and you have a negotiation uh, and you want to sense the other person intuitively, you know, how do they make how do you pick this up? How do you pick up in this feelings from other people? How does it how does it um, express itself within you? I know that's how what happens to me, and then I know oh okay so that person is is very anxious right now, or very tense, or fearful. So that's that's one the place of a place can give you a feeling, and mostly it's because of people around you. Um, so another thing that you can do is, on a day-to-day basis is as you're experiencing new events or situations, uh, you can, again, pay attention to your intuition. Um, it might be... Uh, be you might be in a, a place you've been before, but there's something new happening. Um, this is very similar to as uh, a place as opposed to experiencing an event. So this is about experiencing an event. Maybe it's a party, maybe it's... Um, Oh, I don't know. It could be a concert or something. Um, and new situations, you know, do make other people uneasy. You might pick up on that. So what are you going to do? Some Sometimes you may get feelings like this that make you uneasy. How do you handle that? Uh, and because you are intuitive. Well, you can, you can prepare in general before you go. And what is that? I, I do. I've been doing a lot of uh, relaxation techniques for many, many years, and I do uh, relaxation meditation. Actually, there's a link to in the description of this podcast, and you can go there. And I have the exact meditation that I do to relax. It's actually phenomenal, and it really allows you to. Even in places where you're stressed and there's a lot of anxiety, um, I use that to, to immediately relax my body and it, it's, it makes the, a lot of those feelings go away very quickly and uh, can help you get through anything. A lot of things, if you know, you got to go to the dentist or if you're going to get on a plane and you're nervous flying or um, if you're worried, re- this relaxation meditation is just phenomenal. So... I've been doing that for many, many years, and uh, you might find it helpful too. So, again, there's a link in the, in the description. You can go there and and get the one that I do. Um, so that you might find, you know, that's a way to deal with the, the feelings and new events and situations that you're getting, um, that you're dealing with when your intuition is, is kind of absorbing everything. Okay so another way you can be intuitive every day is making decisions. Now making decisions you can use as I mentioned earlier you can use your intuition as a tool and you can use it to uh, help you make those decisions and I'll explain how to do that. Uh, what I teach in the book is intuition on demand is I talk about intuition tools I also talk about the intuition on-demand technique, and how to get your intuition to happen when you want and use it on the things that you want to use it for. So when you have to make a decision, you can use the technique to get your intuition to work on what you want to make a decision about. Now, I want to make one note, though. You have to remember that if you employ your intuition to help you make a decision, you might not get the answer for the result you're looking for. And I'll explain that as we go along. Uh, you might get something better. So let me tell you, and this actually happened to me again as I, I, was, in, I was on jury duty. Um, and here's an example of how I use my intuition to, to kind of make some decisions and answer a question that, I had, to, that had to do with uh, a situation in my life. So let's go back to that big room the big courtroom where we all, a all, whole, bunch, whole bunch of us were. So we're sitting in that room, and they do the first call, the first group of people that they have to decide who's going to stay and who's going to go. And so the, the lady up there at the podium, she's standing there, and she goes, okay, let me go through some of these questions for you. And she said, who here in this big room has a conflict with being here because of work, or they perhaps they've been... And jury duty recently was in the last six years because then you can be excused. Or who of you here can't be here for eight weeks? Eight weeks. I was like, oh my, eight weeks? A trial can go on that long? I was like, gosh, I, I don't, I can't be here for eight weeks. <laughs> and so I went up to the clerk and I told them that I had a book launch in September, and, which is, you know, in a few weeks, and I, I, could be, I can't be there for eight weeks. So she says, okay. Uh, she wrote civil on my paperwork, the word civil. And then she told me, I said, oh, does that mean a, a civil case? And she said, yes. Yeah. She told me that those, the civil case trials are much shorter, and it's the criminal cases that can go eight weeks. Okay. All right. So I felt like, all right, I didn't get off. She didn't excuse me, but um, I was hoping for, you know, but now I'm hoping, okay, they'll put me, maybe they'll put me on a short civil case that was only a day or two and then I'll be fine. Of course, the best case scenario is not to get picked at all. And then I don't have to worry about anything. Now, one of the things I was thinking about, okay, well, if I could get off, how do I get off? One of the things I could do is sort of tell them a, a little woo-woo version of what I do for work, and that might get me off, and then I don't have to worry. And, but, you know, I always think, okay, whatever happens, I know I'm going to be all right. I'm positive my intuition is going to guide me. And, you know, I'll, I'll use my intuition. So I go to sit back down, and this time I'm using my intuition to pick pick a place, you know, in that big auditorium to feel where it feels good where there aren't any anxious people and I found a place and I sat down it felt good it was good and then a few minutes later it didn't feel so good but I knew it wasn't me and I'm thinking again okay so it's not me who is this it's somebody in here and I real. and then I heard this woman who just who sat down a few minutes after I did she started to heave some heavy sighs she was and I was like, oh, must be her. So again, here, you know, I got my intuition out there. I know what's going on. So I, I, you know, could have gotten up and moved a few seats away from her, but then they started to call the names of those people who'd be excused because of their reasons. I was hoping maybe I was, but uh, I knew I wouldn't be. And a third of the people got up and they, they were excused and they, got up in a flash, and they ran out of that room. Um, It it was kind of like, you know, it was funny. It was like they were being released from being in captivity or something. So now there's the rest of us, and they call us up into two groups, group one and group two, and I'm in group two. And we're led up to the courtroom like school children, following this police sergeant. We walk into the courtroom and it's bright with fluorescent lighting, which I hate because it gives me headaches. And the furniture is, uh, you know, it's like shades of sort of like this bamboo colored wood, you know, and, you know, the paneling is like that and the chairs and the desk. So, all, you know, coordinates look nice. And the chairs for the jury are behind the you know the, the jury wall and there's those low back wooden ones and, and the court benches where we're all sitting now are are, are like we're sitting on pews. They're so sitting there and waiting for the judge and this woman next to me, she takes out her book to read. So she's she takes her book out, she starts reading, and then this court policewoman rushes over and barks at her to put it away. So she so she puts it away and throws it in her purse, and we're all sitting there like stiff-backed, like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, where are we? <laughs> we don't move. Everybody's like, kind of sitting there straight and quiet. And the judge comes in, and she's a she's a petite, spry woman, um, and she definitely's got control of her courtroom. And but every now and then she'll crack a joke, you know, kind of to help lighten up the mood a little bit. And uh, I like her. She's she's a smart cookie. So then she starts to describe the case. And she says, it's a criminal case. And I'm like, what? I thought I was going to be on the civil case. i was like, oh, poop. <laughs> oh, no. But the judge says, she goes, well, it's going to be a short case. Most likely it'll be done in a week. I'm like, all right, it's good if I get picked. You know, it's still two weeks till September. You know, I got my book launch. Uh, you know, that should be good if I get picked. No problem call out 18 names. I'm not one of them. Each one of them go to sit in that jury box all up there, kind of like up on a stage, and the questioning begins. Where do you live? Where are you from? What do you do? Do you have any adult children? What do they do? What do you do in your spare time? One by one, they're getting asked this question, and they have to answer. And the rest of us who are not being asked, including me, now we're thinking all right, how do I answer? Should I tell them about my uh, aversion to guns? <laughs> um, and and a lot of people who did answer, they talked about their reasons why they couldn't be on this trial. They obviously wanted to get out. So that was all, after they got through all 18, we, we took a break, and a bunch of us were waiting outside the courtroom. And, you know, a lot of them wanted to get off. You, all right, if they don't pick us for this trial, then I'm done. I'll be excused. Well, when we were out there talking, apparently half of us had actually been up for another trial the day before. And then they got thrown into this one. So that meant that if you didn't get picked for this trial, they could throw you back in the pool and get put on another one. And who knows what kind of trial that could be. You know, It could be a trial, a criminal trial for eight weeks. So now I'm thinking... Mm, is it better for me to be on this trial because I know it's going to be over in a few days or not get picked, you know, and then get put back in the pool for maybe another trial. I don't know what to do. And now I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do? You know, I, I thought a little more. If I figured, okay, if the lawyers, if I kind of gave them more woo woo version of what I do, maybe that would get me off, but... Then again, if I explained it more neutrally, maybe I get picked for the trial and then I would know it'd be done in a, in a few days. You know, they, they were saying it's all psychological profiling. So, Well, this is what I did. I used my intuition and I used my intuition tools to see what would be the best way to answer their questions. you got to leave it to your intuition, right? So in my mind, I envisioned a path that I was walking down. And the path had three forks, three paths that forked out, one to the left, one in the center, one to the right. And I thought in my, you know, in this tool, this imagining this path, I imagined the path to the left would be my answering questions in a very neutral way, the way I always explain what I do, And that I would say, you know, I'm an author, my latest book is Intuition on Demand, it teaches people how to make their intuition happen when they want, and I also have a background in science and engineering, very neutral. Then the center path I envisioned was my woo-woo version, which was, I was going to say, I teach people how to develop their intuition, I wrote a book, and... I helped them develop their intuition and their psychic abilities. He's going to fill it in. (laughs) That's the rule version. And then the third one, which is on the right, was I wasn't going to say very much. You know, I was just going to say I'm an author. I write self-help books and I help people improve their lives. And then I presented it to my intuition. Show me, I asked my intuition, show me the best path to take. Is it the first one to be neutral? The second one... To be more wo or the third one to be you know more quiet, not say much, well, as I saw it in my 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 mind, um my intuition came back and showed me that the path the first one <clears throat> excuse me was the best one it was its it seemed to be a a darker, thicker one um in my mind's eye. I imagined myself walking down each one in my mind again, and it felt better to go down the one on the left, which is to be neutral. So when I went up to be questioned, you know, you know, what, where were you from? Where, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. I did the neutral path. I told them I'm, the, I'm an author. My latest book is Intuition on Demand, and it teaches people how to make their intuition happen when they want. And I have background in science and engineering. So I did that. And I wasn't picked. They didn't pick me for the trial. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but so that was, you know, well, now maybe I get thrown in the pool. I don't know. That wasn't such a good thing. But what surprised me was that after we left that courtroom, and I had answered all those questions, a whole bunch of potential jurors they came up to me and they said they wanted to buy my book. I gave away all my business cards. I was like shocked. <laughs> I was really surprised. Like, wow, that's really kind of awesome. Um, but, you know, one of the things that it showed me was that even a group of all these really diverse people, because they tried to make it really diverse, that my book had, had appeal. People wanted, wanted to buy it. Now, in the end, that choice that my intuition showed me was the best choice, because right after that, those of us who were not picked for this trial we're excused from jury duty. So I was off. I was free. So that's my story on how, you know, using your intuition um, can help you. Now the, and, and the one more thing I want to talk to you about is to see this trust. You know, you've got to trust what you get. Your intuition doesn't always give you the big picture all at once. It's guidance. Your thinking mind is always going to be doubting, and it's always going to be guessing, and um, and trying to figure out an answer. And I was trying to think, okay, well, maybe I got to get on this trial because I'm going will be neutral, because then I know I'll be done, and that'll be it after a few days. Um, but my intuition ended up ended up helping me pick the absolute right thing. So you can actually, you know, and one of the ways you you get beyond your or actually. You, improve your your trust in your intuition and know that it could be more reliable is by practicing and here are some ways that you could practice and you know so you start to see the good results you know the validation is really really good uh, i was asking some of my students out there you know are there any experiences that you, you would like to share uh, about your intuition and And this came from Joan. I'll read it to you. She said, I I used to doubt my mother's presence since she passed. I would see her in my mind's eye, but now I know that what I was seeing was actually her. My intuitive mind was validating she is always being with me. So you have to step out out of the doubt and trust your intuition. Trusting is what I see in my mind's eye is key to my intuition. And that was from Joan. And if I can find... There might be another one I can find for you um, in a few seconds. If I can't find it, I'm going to have to uh, kind of skip it. Um, But there was another one. If I can... I'm doing this on on my live show here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this. Um, Okay. So... Anyway, so um, let's just, let's go go on. I'm, you know, and i actually, I'm actually, for those of you who are interested, I do have a Facebook group out there, and it's called uh, Lisa K Intuition Development Group in Facebook. Maybe if you search on it, you should find it, um, and it is a closed group, but you can ask to join, and, and I'll let you in, Um, but we, you know, we share some experiences and we also kind of do some exercises and talk about intuition. Um, And Fred wanted to share his Academy Award story. I can't find it right now, Fred, I'm sorry, Uh, but you know what? I'm going, I will share it at some, um, maybe in the the description or out there uh, because it's a pretty cool one about using your intuition. Anyway, so, These are some of the things that we've been doing. I've got uh, the group out on Facebook. You know, come join us. And I wanted to ask you a question. Do you have an Amazon Echo? You know, that little cylinder hockey puck-like device that you can talk to Alexa with? Maybe you've seen it on TV. Anyway, I have a new series of daily inspirations on Alexa. And if you want to sign up for them and you have an Echo um, and you talk to Alexa, (laughs) just search in Amazon for Today's Inspiration by Lisa K. and you'll get a new inspiration every day, and I'll be talking to you every day. And also, if you're interested in my launch, um, go to my website. I might be coming to a theater near you. (laughs) I'm going to be in Columbus, Ohio, and Pittsburgh in September. Go to my website at lmk88.com, and you can find out where and when I'm going to be, and I'd love to meet you, so come on by, come to my booth, come to my talk, Um, I'm going to have some giveaways, too. I'd love to meet you. Um, you know, I'm here kind of doing my thing, and I know I. you can hear me. I can't hear you. I'd love to hear from you. So go to my website and say hello. Send me a note. Come by my booth. Um, anyway, I've got uh, a few more minutes, and I do have some people out there on the switchboard, and I don't know if you're interested in... Um sharing your experience or sharing a a question, but I will open up the lines and see if there's an experience you'd like to share. And then we'll go off the air. We're, we're coming up to the end here. Hello. Area code 812. You're on the air. Do you have an experience? Something you'd like to share? Hi. What's your first name?
0: My name is Nicole.
1: Hi, Nicole. Hello. So thank you for dialing in. You have a you have an experience oh, yeah. you want to share? Um,
0: just not really. But I'm just saying I'm very intuitive also, and I do tarot readings and stuff like that.
1: Oh, cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you your your intuition is working all the time. Well, mm-hmm. that's really awesome. I hope you enjoyed um, our little show today. Yes. Oh, that's great. And um, yeah. Well, good. Do you have a question at all, or?
0: Um, I'm glad you there. Like a, yeah. uh, can I ask like a, yeah, can I ask like a, like a, medium
1: question? A medium question? Well, I we uh, we don't have um I don't we're not doing mediumship today, um but huh. sometimes we have you know we'll have a medium here or there on the, on the call and you know if they're up to it you can dial back in and ask them a question. Does that sound okay. good? Okay. All right. Yes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Nicole. Right, thanks thank for listening in. You. Thank you. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye. Okay, we got time for one more. I've got a uh, caller eight oh five. Hi hi, how are you? What's your first name for? Hi is?
0: good, Donna. Hi. Um, yeah, hi, my Donna. intuition Hi. My intuition's very good. I meditate every day for forty five minutes and I buy these scratcher tickets, and I go into store, and he lets me pick the number I want, and I can usually pick the number where I went 100.
1: Fantastic. Hey, you know, the the Powerball is up. Powerball is 700 (laughs) million.
0: (laughs) Go get a ticket. phenomenal. (laughs) I know. I did. But here's the thing. I heard – I'm a bit of a medium, too. I hear um, people on the other side in their voice in my head, and I heard my mom say, you're going to be rewarded. So then – and then Mm -hmm. I heard my nephew say something who's over there. So I know something's coming up because then I had two dreams with my mother and we're both – this happened over a span of three months apart. We're celebrating and we're happy and we're joyful. Another time I'm sitting at an outside cafe and I felt this incredible love, love for everything. I don't think i ever experienced so much love before. I mean, it lasted maybe – seconds, so I know something big's oh, coming so up, nice. so I'm just uh kind yep. of waiting I'm excited
1: <laughs> oh that's good yeah. that's that's excellent you know I think um one of the things about you know feeling our past loved ones is that uh we don't you know we we kind of doubt it just like I was reading Jones thing, and um because it's kind of subtle for a lot of people, you know it sounds like you really know that they're there, which is wonderful, and I know. Uh, when my dad passed, um, I, I remember I was like doing something in the kitchen and it, um, for all of a sudden, bing, I had this flash of a memory of him, but it was so intense. It was so strong. And it was just sort of like, it was actually just cleaning off a plate. And, And I thought, well, that was odd. That was like, you know, that was like, why was that so strong? And then I realized, oh, you know, I think he was there with me. Yeah. And that's you know that's such a that's such a comforting thing, right? They oh, feel like yeah, they're because actually there. I, they feel like they're with you,
0: yeah, and when I do hear them i I experience so much love and peace, and yeah, it's just amazing, uh, and yeah, so I'll let you know if, that's uh, well, great you know, something coming in. I know I'm going to be celebrating soon. I'm just not sure what good you know it- <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, call back and let us know what it what you found out. I'd love to know, <laughs> okay, I will I'd love to know. Thanks so much for calling in, Donna. It was so nice to talk to you. Oh,
0: you too. (laughs) Thank you. I'm enjoying your show. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay.
0: Bye.
1: Bye. So we're at the end of our show, and I want to thank you all for listening and everybody dialing in, and those of you who are listening on the archives, I know there are a lot of you out there. Um, And thank you for being there. And we're going to have plenty more shows like this uh, as we go forward. So I'm Lisa Kay, and you've been listening to Between Heaven and Earth Radio, conscious living for your soul. Thanks for listening. Angel blessings, everybody.